It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. The Education Bureau says its new guidelines on values education aims to teach pupils positive values and attitudes using Chinese culture as the backbone. Sun City Group has said its CEO, Alvin Chow, intends to resign after his arrest in Macau, and the authorities will place three countries, including Japan, onto its list of high-risk places starting on Friday. The Education Bureau has unveiled a new guidelines on values education aimed at instilling positive values and attitudes in primary and secondary school students using Chinese culture as the backbone. Damon Pang reports. The values and education curriculum framework is meant to guide local schools in inculcating students with a range of values, including diligence, perseverance, respect for others and integrity. It covers a broad range of topics, from teaching children to critically assess the information they get from the media, to sex education and even the meaning of life. It also highlights the need to nurture a sense of national identity, with students to be taught a correct understanding of Chinese history and an appreciation of traditional Chinese culture and values. It says kids should also learn to respect symbols such as the national flag and understand the importance of China's constitution, the basic law and national security. In a statement, the Education Bureau says the values education will cultivate a sense of national identity among students and help them understand their responsibility as a Chinese to protect their family and the country and to share joys and sorrows. The framework is being launched on a trial basis this year and officials will collect feedback from schools to enhance the curriculum for full implementation in the next school year. Mervyn Cheng, who chairs the Education Policy Concern Organization, says values education could be too abstract for students and it should be linked to their everyday lives and activities. Since values education is something which is quite abstract, I do think that the educational authorities and also schools might need to consider contextualizing such teaching with the daily life experiences, the situations that students might come across in the normal life or, or in, in the process of uh, social interactions. So some kind of role models which are highly regarded by the community might help. For instance, university, health, scientists, you know, all these are people who, who might uh, provide you know, good examples to students on the virtues, on the values in their learning process. Shares of Macau junket operator Sun City Group lost nearly half their value following the resumption of trading yesterday after its CEO Alvin Chow was arrested at the weekend along with 10 other people. The company said he intends to resign. Mike Weeks has the details. The founder of Sun City has been remanded in prison in Macau over alleged links to cross-border gambling. Authorities in Wenzhou in eastern Zhejiang province have also issued an arrest warrant for Mr Chow. They accuse him of operating gaming activities on the mainland where gambling is illegal. Part of the Macau investigation is reported to involve a Russian resort close to China's northeast border, which is controlled by Hong Kong-listed Summit Ascent Holdings, of which Sun City as the controlling shareholder. Late yesterday, Sun City Group issued a statement denying allegations the resort had been involved in soliciting customers on the mainland. It also said Sun City's operations would not be impacted in the event that it ceased to have Mr Chow's support. Macau's prosecutor's office said on Monday that the group was also suspected to have used the world's biggest gambling hub as a base for an illegal live web betting platform in the Philippines that attracted mainland punters.
The government has announced it will place Japan, Portugal, and Sweden in the high-risk Group A specified places category starting from Friday. It had previously said it would place areas where imported cases of the new Omicron variant of COVID were found in the high-risk category. Health authorities, meanwhile, reported six imported COVID-19 cases today, including a one-year-old baby boy and a nine-year-old girl. The two children and their vaccinated mother had arrived from Pakistan last week and had undergone quarantine at Penny's Bay. The other two women and a man were also fully vaccinated and arrived from the UK, India and the Philippines. And now the weather. It will be fine. Temperatures will fall overnight. Rather cool tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 14 degrees in the urban areas and a bit cooler in the new territories. The temperature is 18 degrees right now and the humidity is 51%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The police have seized CBD products that they say may contain a dangerous drug. Eight people were arrested. Jimmy Choi reports. Officers raided nine shops around town and seized 1,500 CBD products such as vape oil, coffee powder and lipstick. They arrested six men and two women aged between 19 and 41. The operation followed recent inspections by officers in which they collected and tested 50 CBD products and found that five of them contained THC. THC is the main psychoactive substance in cannabis and is banned in Hong Kong. It can cause serious harm to health, such as addiction and hallucination. The Narcotics Division of the Security Bureau said a large number of CBD products claiming to be THC-free have appeared in the market lately, raising concern on whether they may contain prohibited ingredients. It said law enforcement agencies will take resolute action to tackle any products containing THC. Facial recognition technology is coming to border checkpoints. From tomorrow, Hong Kong residents will be able to enter or leave the city by simply looking into a camera at e-channels. Timmy Sung takes a closer look. Immigration officers showed off the technology one day before it would come into use. People simply have to look into a camera in the automated clearance channels. Here's Assistant Immigration Director Gavin Ho. Public health awareness has been greatly aroused during the pandemic. Contactless e-channels offer a fast, convenient and hygienic immigration clearance services for residents. After completing simple enrollment of contactless e-channels, residents can use mobile application to generate an encrypted QR code to enter the e-channel and then verify their identity with facial verification technology for automated immigration clearance. During the process, there is no need to touch common device. About 10 upgraded e-channels will be put in place at the airport, the Shenzhen Bay checkpoint and the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge each. Compared with fingerprint, the new option would cut the clearance process by one second to seven seconds. The service will be available to Hong Kong residents aged 11 and above. Mr. Ho stressed the machine will immediately delete the picture taken after the clearance and people can opt out of the service after registration. He also said a new option won't replace fingerprint or the traditional manual counters. Eligible residents can freely choose whether or not to use this new service. For those who prefer not to, they can continue to complete immigration clearance at each channels by fingerprint verification or at traditional counters. Officials hope facial recognition technology will be used at more checkpoints next year.
Former Chief Executive C.Y. Leung says Hong Kong should catch up with rebuilding and extending relationships with cities in the Greater Bay Area as soon as the border with the mainland is reopened. Speaking at a forum, Mr. Leung said the SAR should also launch a publicity campaign to tell other countries, especially Asia-Pacific nations under the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP, that Hong Kong was back in business. He also suggested how quarantine-free travel across the border should be rolled out. Among the first batches of exempted travelers into Guangdong should be policy researchers, representatives of professional bodies, local and foreign business chambers, the media, and representatives of foreign governments. The chambers and professional bodies should have permanent staff in Guangdong to roam and explore, to rebuild and extend our relationships, to expand our knowledge base, and to help local and foreign businesses based in Hong Kong turn RCEP opportunities into results for all in the Great Bay Area. The mainland has outlined new rules to safeguard the rights of drivers in its giant ride-hailing and food delivery industries. They require operators to provide social insurance and make their earnings public. Altus Wong reports. In a statement, the Transport Ministry said anti-monopoly measures would be stepped up. The new rules, which repeat a call for better income distribution, could increase costs for ride hailers and hit earnings. In September, authorities told ride hailers, including Didi, Meituan, Alibaba and Tencent, to improve how they distributed incomes and ensure rest periods for drivers and food delivery riders. The move comes as President Xi Jinping calls for common prosperity to narrow the wealth gap. China's factory activity picked up this month following the easing of power shortages and a drop in raw material prices. The purchasing managers index came in at 50.1 in November, up from 49.2 in October. A reading above 50 indicates expansion, while a reading below reflects contraction. A spokesman for, for the National Bureau of Statistics said the rise came after the country's measures to ensure adequate energy supply and stabilize market prices started to work. A court in Myanmar is reported to have postponed its ruling in the trial of the ousted civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi. She's accused of incitement against the military in the first of a series of cases that could see her jailed for decades. A verdict is now expected next week. A review of workplace culture in Australia has found that more than a quarter of those working in federal parliamentary offices have been sexually harassed by an MP. Half of all employees have experienced at least one incident of bullying, sexual harassment or actual or attempted sexual assault. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said he found the statistics shocking. I find the statistics that are presented there, of course, appalling and disturbing. And that's why the actions, I think, that are recommended do cover all the territory that have enabled us to take us forward. And what I've seen in there has only reinforced my view about the actions that we've already taken. The review was commissioned following rape allegations made by a former Liberal Party staffer who says she was attacked in Parliament House in Canberra. It's made a number of recommendations, including setting gender targets for parliamentary workplaces and a review of alcohol policies. 
U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has reiterated the United States' determination to close the vaccine gap between wealthier and poorer nations, saying that none of us will be fully safe until everyone is. Mr. Blinken was speaking at Riga, Latvia, days after Omicron, a new coronavirus variant, emerged and spread globally. As long as the virus is replicating somewhere, it could be mutating. And if it's mutating, we might wind up with a variant that uh, poses a a new threat and that can defeat the existing vaccines uh, or induce uh, greater illness or or be more transmissible. All the questions we're looking at right now when it comes to uh, uh, Omicron. But um, we also know two things, that there is uh, a real disparity in vaccinations around the world and particularly a disparity between vaccinations in Africa and, for example, the United States uh, and Europe. So we have been working very aggressively to, uh, to deal with that gap. President Sandra Mason of Barbados has hailed her island's transition to a republic. In her inauguration speech, she said Barbados had set sail on her maiden voyage and would need to navigate a complex and turbulent world. The formation of Republic Barbados is ultimately a call to greatness. The greatness which was contemplated by our forefathers and enshrined in the lyrics of our national anthem. President Mason replaces Queen Elizabeth as the head of state 55 years after the Caribbean nation became independent. At a handover ceremony in the capital, Bridgetown, Prince Charles acknowledged that the atrocity of slavery on the island had stained Britain's history. Sport now, football's Ballon d'Or has been awarded to PSG and Argentina forward Lionel Messi for a record-extending seventh time. Two more than Cristiano Ronaldo. The 34-year-old helped his country win the Copa America in 2021 and scored 40 goals. But BBC EuroLeague's podcast regular Guillaume Balag says this year's awards may represent the end of an era. To be recognized as the best player in the world for the seventh time is something that has meant a lot to Messi. Perhaps it's the last time that Messi wins the Ballon d'Or, but uh, after that you can see, unless he does very well in the uh, in the World Cup, you may see all the superstars taking over. I don't know, Mbappé, Neymar, Haaland, who knows? Alexia Puteas won the Women's Ballon d'Or after leading Barcelona to their first Champions League title. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The Education Bureau says its new guidelines on values education aims to teach pupils positive values and attitudes using Chinese culture as the backbone. Sun City Group has said its CEO Alvin Chow intends to resign after his arrest in Macau and the authorities will place three countries, including Japan, onto its list of high-risk places starting on Friday. The news from RTHK. You're listening to Peter King. You know, I've sort of heard it a little bit before. It's okay. Oh, I hit Yeah, oh, I, 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 oh, I,
Larry Graham and Graham Central Station had a marvellous hit back in the 80s called One in a Million You. That was also uh, was somewhere in the charts called My Radio Sure Sounds Good to Me. Hope it does, by the way. Looking after you through to 1am, our sentimental journey, of course, after the news at midnight. But we continue. One or two requests have come in during the course of the big news at 11 with uh, Aaron, of course, and uh, Radio Pete at Gmail is the way to get in touch. As we progress with this one, Neil Diamond into the 70s on three and Cracklin' Rosie. Oh, Cracklin' Rosie, get on board. We gonna ride till there ain't no more go. Taking it slow. And Lord, don't you know. I'll have me a time with a poor man's lady. Hitching on a twilight train. Ain't nothing here that I care to take along. Maybe a song. Sing when I want Don't need to say please to no man for a happy tune Oh, a love my rosy child 